Masteries. Uh, it's Miller. Hi, I'm back again. That's Nehemiah Johnson. Nemo, smooth. Welcome to Indifference Humanity. The smoothest. Okay. What are we going to talk about, Nehemiah? Hey, man, I just, I told you before, man, let's just talk about how to become comfortable with yourself, how to become your true self. Because I see this a lot, especially between the stages of high school and in colleges, people develop, they they wear a lot of masks. Mm. They try to be something they're not, to fit in with the status quo. And I just want people to be comfortable with being themselves and love themselves. Because at the end of the day, when you have to keep changing masks, mask and other people are comfortable with themselves you're always working double hard double times is hard because you know you're not comfortable in your own skin you have to Mm. always keep adjusting and adjusting and it's not fair to yourself you know what i mean indeed you're working uh wearing mask is literally working against oneself it's uh we talked about it obviously i guess in the last four weeks we've mentioned franz fanon at least five times so whenever we wear the mask like an assimilatory mask not even to resist the hegemonic sphere since a dear viewer a guest that listens a lot um christian dasher always says i say hegemony so there's the one time (laughs) so whenever one wears a a mask right a black mask we're going to call it the black mask because we don't want to imbue ourselves onto Fanonian topics like the white mask for the black skin, black skin, white mask, obviously. But we will talk about that later. Whenever someone is just wearing a mask, we have to fight our own existence, right? I knew a, I knew a friend. I have a friend who would see like other people speaking languages and he'd be like, oh, I want to do this. So then he would start like gathering up like language, like trying though, like knowing phrases so that he sounded like he could speak the language, right? And to himself, he was in the process of learning, but he would learn an accent perfectly and introductions and then small talk and, you know, walk away from the conversation. And the other person would think that he spoke the language fluently. It's mm. like, my man, that's, that's all fighting good. Mm. until you see the begin and you have it and you moved on to the next language. And then it's not that you were throwing up a facade. It's just that you got bored with it. Right. So then my man moved on and my man had a collection of about 30 phrases uh, in, in, in <laughs> each language. Talks. Wow. <laughs> and then it, it was, uh, needless to say, he, he had to learn at least one of those. Right. I mean, because when you think about it, having to wear all those masks to please a group of people. Why? I feel as though, especially in college, since we're in a college setting, this is the time for you to really be comfortable in your own skin, comfortable with who you are as a person. If people can't accept that, then those people have to be let let go, sadly. But I see it. I see it, especially, um, you know, people love to say that Oh, women are the type of are the group of people who only wear masks to fit certain groups and cliques and stuff like that. But men do it too. I see guys that like on my soccer team alone. Now this don't happen a lot no more, 
But it used to be like when I first came here, it was a lot of people from from you know different parts of Europe, London, France, um, Egypt, different things like that. And you know, us, the my freshman class coming in, we were American. Well, mo- some of us were, and they would come in. And at first they had these accents from you know Georgia or whatever. And then by two months or uh, halfway in the semester, they speaking like they from London. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sitting here like, okay, uh, that sounds cool. And I'm not even gonna lie. I even did it sometimes just to be like, oh, that sounds cool. It's mm-hmm. foreign, but it's like, at the end of the day, I'm me, I have my own accent. I'm from East Atlanta, so I already have my own accent. And these people are trying to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. And at first it was just something we did because it sounded cool. We never heard it before. Okay, but now once you heard it now, you hear it every day at practice. It's like, now you just need to know, well, he's from here, but I'm from here. And we bring our uniqueness together. But instead, mm. they just kept they just kept on with the accent. So we would go to a party. We would go somewhere. Oh. And then they'd be talking in the accent. And be like, oh, and you know, these girls, some people are not informed. And some people don't have uh, a great view of the world. And they never heard these accents before. So if you practice it enough, you can get it good enough to where when you when you speak in the accent, you sound like you're from there. Mm. And females and or some people are like, oh, you from you from London, you from England. And these folks, you know, they caught up in the hype. They're trying to be something they not. They they tell them, yeah. And you know, me, I'm not the type of person to call somebody out on some um call somebody out and be like, yo, you lying. Cause that's just not me as a friend. But at the um on the other hand, it's like do be comfortable for yourself. If a girl don't, if a girl don't want to talk to you or like you because you're from Georgia, then she's lost because she's from Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's all she's seen. You was able to fake an accent, and it, it's not even that good because we hear it every day <laughs> at practice. You was able to fake an accent, and a girl like you because of the accent instead of she likes you for you. And that's why I feel like it's important to talk about, especially heading on. We get into summertime. People are getting on spring break and stuff like that. You know, you go to a new location, you go to a new venue, you want to be something new. It's say, but instead, you should just be comfortable with being yourself. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Another thing is like, when people go, you know, some people say, when you go to college, it's a new beginning. Nobody knows who you are. You can start fresh. Anything that happened to you in the past, in your hometown, you can leave that behind and start a new path. And some people take it as, I could be anything I want to be. And that's true. But also, you have to start building the steps to become comfortable in yourself. Because I know for me, from my experiences, I wasn't comfortable with me. I didn't love me for me. I always tried to be something that I was not. Until a certain point, I was like, there can't be anybody in this world like me but me. So I had to find comfort in myself. And slowly but surely, I'm taking off the mask. But it's always funny to see you can you can kind of like once you're comfortable with yourself, you can spot out the people who are having troubles with being comfortable and loving themselves just because mm-hmm. of that. You can see the mask as soon as you like. Um, what is it? I kind of want to do the get out reference because because uh, us just came out yesterday. I didn't get to watch it, so I'm not gonna spoil nothing. But you know, like. Um, when um what was the scene where where the guy was in the uh they were doing the auctioning but it didn't look like that yeah. and he did something he took a picture of the guy and he snapped out of it 
And then he was screaming for help. He was like, help. He was like, mm, you know, he was mm. cursing and he's like, help me. And he was bleeding. It's like, it's kind of like when you are, when you snap out of yourself and become a, I don't want to say it like that. Like it's like you're out of a trance, but you become awoken. Yeah. yeah. And you can see it's like, wow, all these people are really not who they say they are. They trying to fake something to please people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'd rather, I'd rather you be honest with me. If I accept it or not, it don't matter. It's you. You know what I'm saying? It's better. It's better to tell the truth than to lie and try to keep up the lie. Lying is lying is yeah yeah. It's taxing. On, on it, gets, it gets difficult. Yeah, it's taxing. But um, yeah, it's just, and I'm not saying I'm done wearing masks. Just sometimes I have to, you know. There's some family members where I have to have this mask to please them because if they see. Who I really feel like, who I truly am, and how I operate, they may not be able to. It may be hard for them to adjust, you know. And they got so used to me being one way for for a while. So I'm not even done with taking off all my masks yet, but I know I'm taking off the big layered mask. And there, those that is true. There are different types of masks. There's masks that are like huge, where it's just you try to hide everything because people are afraid of judgment, which is. Is 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 acceptable. It's it's hard being in this world and being constantly judged by people. Mm. But I want all the listeners to just understand that this is this is your journey. This is this is your this is your long road, and you're taking this road trip. And you don't have to do it alone, but you also have to know that you have to be comfortable in your seat when you're taking that that road trip. You're not comfortable in your seat, you know, you're gonna be moving around, you wanna take pit stops and stretch, all of that stuff. You're never gonna get to your destination. You need to be comfortable, you know, in your seat and just lay back and just go for the ride. But I mean, that was a lot, that was a lot I had to say, but it's the mascot is really taxing. And I really see that now um in this college setting a lot. People just not comfortable with themselves. Yeah. So we have to maintain this present presentation of what our self is right and if we do wear a mask then society even if society recognizes that that mask is not true we have to maintain it because it is the self that we have presented right it's sort of the front stage of the show so once i'm on stage people know who i am or they 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 go like this is not this person but since I'm on stage, right, acting in this theater we know as life, right. in this game called life, right, so to speak, I'm trying to get to the end without getting arrested, without dying, without making too many enemies, you know. I'm just hopping across the board, collecting tiles, collecting money, right. collecting lives, so to speak. And whenever I'm going around, people know, ah, he's performing. Why do they not tell you? Because they're doing the same thing. True. Right, we're in the front stage now. The part of you that's hidden is the backstage, right? So whenever you go backstage, you talk with your fellow actors. Ha, huh, yeah, this is a good show. The only problem is the backstage is your own psyche because who can you talk about the true self with? You even with your parents, you have a performance because you don't say what you say to your friends to your parents, and True. you don't tell your friends everything that you tell your parents. True. So you're always performing, right? But if you can combine those experiences, then you have the backstage self, right? There are a few people in this world who are who we would call actualized, right? 
you know, you, we've heard of them, like the Buddha, Jesus Christ. Uh, some might even say Confucius, Kung Fu Zhu, Lao Tzu, right? We have people, uh, some people would say Shaka Zulu was actualized. That's, I would say, a bit of a stretch. Because if I were actualized, I wouldn't want to continue to conquer, right? So I would also say most European leaders were not actualized. Um, however, we have some people who would be considered actual. St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Augustine. You know, I'm not going to keep labeling people who I believe are actualized because that could have been their front stage. They could have simply made it appear. Right. I'm, they could have revealed everything that anyone ever knew about them. But that doesn't mean they're not like sort of hiding something because if you don't have anything hidden, you have no privacy. Humans thrive on togetherness, but the ability to hold one thing forever, right? Mm. So we'll even regress and suppress our memories in order to hold that one thing forever. Right. But also, just to stop you right there, and you say that when you're in the backstage and that everybody's acting with you so nobody calls you out, mm. how do we as people move forward to help people get out in a way? Because I can I can say this, that I feel comfortable telling my my mother, my parent, my grandmother, and when my grandfather's alive, I showed them my true self. Yeah. One, because they were non-judgmental. And my mom is to a degree because she doesn't want me to do the things that I have done. So I guess in her defense, her judgmental was for me, I guess, to push me towards the good side. Mm. Did I always do it? No. But it developed a conscience in me to become better. But it's like, I feel as though people wear these masks because of judgment, mm. because of these fake status quos or social standards that people set up that's supposed to be right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, granted, you're right. I don't talk to, I don't talk to my grandmother and my mother how I talk to my friends. I don't. Mostly, I feel like it's out of respect thing, but that could also be a mask because maybe I just feel like if I talk that way in front of my grandmother, she's like, wow, this kid really wild. Or even he, he done did some crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? But on the other hand, when I say that they're non-judgmental, I've told them a lot of stuff. Like a lot of stuff that I have been through or have done. And they really just sat me down and was understanding. It was like, okay, hearing what you said, I can see why you did this, but let's try to go another path. And mm. to me, that was really helpful for me for taking off most of my mask. Cause I was like, okay, when I'm around my parents or nothing, I don't have to fake who I am. I can be genuinely 100% who I am. And um, when I got to high school, high school was so hard. I think high school is the the, the factory, the manufacturer of mass. Yeah. Because there's so many groups and people and they're trying to prove stuff and they're trying to be something. And they just see these things on TV and we're impressionable at that age. That all this stuff combined, if you're not, um, I don't want to say mentally strong enough, but I'm, if you're not com like reaching comfort within yourself, it's easily to be molded and mended into that, that chaos of a factory. Because mm. for me, for instance, I played soccer in high school. 
Mm. I was on varsity. I played with, I was considered the jock, I guess, in layman's terms, because I can't find a better term. Um, so that's what you all they will always categorize me as. But also I was in the STEM program with um biomedical sciences. So I would hang out with for for the I like to say intelligent kids. I don't like to say nerds, the really intelligent kids, kids that are gonna be future doctors or engineers and who are working STEM programs. And then I had, you know, um the friends that that were up to no good. You know, mm. I used to hang with all of them. So me, my experience is always different because when I was growing up, um, I always used to hang around different people because I always had the mindset. And my mom, my grandmother always had the mindset, you can always learn from different people at different walks of life. So I try to do that. But in high school, people are quick to look around and latch to a group, right? When they latch to this group, this group has a social standard of how they should be looked upon and treated. And if you don't fit that, you're going to keep faking it until you make it. And that's how your mask forms. And let's say you have a falling out with this group. Your mask doesn't leave. It stays there because that's what you associated with when you're first year of high school. I've had many falling outs in high school. And then they latch into another group. That's another mask. And then so forth, so on and so forth until you have these multitude of masks. You can't even recognize yourself. And that's bad. So my question to you is like, how do we as a people become somewhat actualized and help our fellow people and and not drag them out, but just guide them to where it's like, it's comfortable, be comfortable being yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's go and analyze some of that. So you said high school, sort of forms all these yeah, masks. Yeah, I feel like it's a fact I feel like it's a factory of mask forming. Like if you you've been in high school, yeah. you notice like it's so many different groups, there's so many people that would think it's the hottest thing or what's cool, what's popular, what's lame. And you don't want to be labeled as the lame person, the yeah, yeah. the the jerk or the nerd. Okay. So, so okay. you try to um climb up the social social ladder. Yeah. And in doing so, you put on these masks and fake like okay. you're this. Okay. To to me, right, using Goffman's theories, that is a that is a performance, but it's a it's a willful or voluntary performance, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the same systematic um identity destroying machine as you know, like prisons, like mental health institutions, like the military. Mm-hmm. Those destroy the civilian self in order to create a mask, right? It sort of defaces the original through, like, looking at you. Like, you never have privacy, like we were talking about earlier. You never have privacy in these places like those, whereas in high school, you have a little bit of privacy because you can go home. And boarding school is a little bit different, though, right? So we can get on that. So whenever someone is their their civilian self is destroyed then they have a mask applied then it's like being so so whenever you're in let's think of it like this whenever you are in a crowd of zombies you're not like them right they bite you they're going after you as soon as you're one of them their attention turns somewhere else 
they become civilly inattentive. Why? Because your civilian self is destroyed and then you are built back up into an image that's like they had to go through. So like hazing, right? Mm. A frat. Why do you continue to haze if you didn't like it? They have to go through what I had to go through, Mm. right? So then they become civilly inattentive. Once they are well enough assured that you are close enough to the social norm. Wow. So basically what you're saying is just like, I I went through the same thing and put on my mask. I don't think it's a bad thing. So I don't see what you see as you're forming your mask, mm-hmm. that you're not, you're not, you're not yourself and you're not comfortable with yourself because I've been wearing this mask for so long and it's become a part of me. Mm-hmm. It's been melted onto my face. I never really thought of it like that, like being civilly inattentive. And that's also a, a good thing you brought up too about like hazing and stuff. And it's like, um, it forms a brotherhood, but I feel like some of those people, and I could be wrong because I'm not in a fraternity, but I feel like some of those people join it because, you know, say for instance, like me, I live two hours and 40 some minutes from here. I ain't seen North Georgia until I went up here. I ain't never been up here before. If I did not go up here and I wasn't already of an organization on a sports team, I would have had no kind of forms of friendship. Mm. So I would have had to seek something like a fraternity where there's already a group of people where I would have got to know so many people. And I feel like that too is like, I've already went this far because there's a process before they even get to the hazing if they still do that. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure some of them do that. And it's a process and you're like, I already made it this far. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I can just keep going. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And it seems like while you're getting haze or being, uh, you're breaking down your oneself and build up to this new masked self, you become okay with it. Mm. But also, I think um, with just in a school setting and a of human, human, human to human, face to face thing, it's become it. It's a little bit worse, okay? Because granted, when you join the military or the Marines and they break you down and rebuild you up as a soldier, mm. you're you you kind of I hate to say it like this, but you kind of faulted into that. You wanted to do it, so you knew you knew what was going to happen because before you were a civilian, you never uh, hopefully you've never killed anyone before you mm. came there. You were sane, and they did these things to make you this soldier, this machine to go out and fight wars to protect our country. So it's kind of like a you opted into that. When when I'm talking about with human to human, when you're just a regular person and you have to fake something that you're not. Like I'll talk about this. Like with black people, I have an accent. Some people get surprised when they look at my social media, my Snapchat when I go back home. And I sound totally different from how I sound here. And they're like, why are you talking like that? And I say, well, this is how I actually sound. But to you, for so many years, I heard people constantly had to, I had to constantly repeat myself because I think my accent was, or I would talk fast. I was speaking the slang. They didn't understand it. So um, one of my teachers in, in Atlanta, she used to tell us about uh, the, the, uh, uh, what, it, what she call it? The white collar voice, mm. and it's basically this voice 
um, what's the show? What's the movie called? I'm sorry to bother you. That voice he used. Oh yes. It's like use his voice because it's it's accepted and people can understand you and you talk with dignity and you sound intelligent. I'm intelligent with my accent, but because people can understand me, it's just now it's so deeply ingrained. And this is one of my masks that is so deeply ingrained now. Whenever I talk to someone who is uh, Caucasian or somebody who is not from where I'm from. It just, it just sound. I just talk to them like that. It's like a reaction. Like you've been in my room. If I'm talking to one of my roommates, uh, Zay or Emmanuel, my accent comes out because I'm comfortable with them and they can understand what I'm saying. Those are the things. And mine is not so severe, but I'm trying to get back to the point. But like, uh, when you're in a school setting, you shouldn't have to change yourself. You should be, you should be yourself. It's not like you're joining the Marines or you're joining the fraternity and that you have to be this persona and you have to be on the stage because that's what it represents and you opted into it. Mm. It should be, this is who I am. Accept me for who I am or don't accept me at all. And I mm. can be okay with it. But we feel so pressured to opt in this, these groups of people that we may not fit in with. And that's the hardest thing for some people to accept that if you don't fit in with this group, it's okay. There's always... Uh, people that you can, you know, that will accept you for who you are. And that is the hardest thing. Some of the, the, the greatest teachers that that represented it, they didn't actually teach me that, was just um, guys that I would hear people just talk about, talk bad about, like, oh, that guy's just, he just doesn't do anything. He looks lazy. He just has no friends. But they were comfortable with themselves. They felt like, Hey, if you don't if you don't rock with me, that's fine. I'm cool by myself. I love myself. You know what I'm saying? And they would be alone. And they probably had lots of friends, but they were okay with being by themselves. I was a person earlier in my life before I got to college who could who didn't like to be alone. I had to mm. always be in a group. I had to always be attached to something because I felt like that was the way to get to the top. But now if you see me, Sometimes I sit with my my teammates on the soccer team. Sometimes I don't. Or sometimes I sit with other people that's not a, in my group, quote, un, quote, unquote, because now I've built this uh, comfortableness with myself. But it's just like this is a setting in a school environment or just a, a regular environment where you shouldn't have to, at this point, you shouldn't have to, like you say, be on a stage acting for somebody to appease somebody. Now, a work setting, maybe, you know, it's a, it's a work setting. You have to have this this certain look about you and a certain professionalism. But it's like, if I'm walking down the street, why do I have to act like, um, I don't even know, I can't even think of a, an example, but just something that I'm not, when I can just be me. And then the people that like the energy that I put out into the world and who I am as a person will flock. That's the hardest thing. Like I see it, I see it to this day. And as we after we finish this podcast and we walk around, you'll see it. You'll see, and I know you've seen it. Just people who pretend to be something they're not, and deep inside they know that's not them. And that is taxing. Like you become tired with yourself because you're like, wow, I had to fake being something I'm not all day. And it's like, why? And I think it's I think to get to the point we're trying to impress somebody and we're trying to live up to something that's 
uh, not feasible to everybody. And it's not a negative thing to say. It's more of, it's okay to be you. And then in defense of humanity, you know, this is really to defend yourself from insanity. To from, um, I think because if you always, if you spend your whole lifetime trying to be somebody for someone else, if you're trying to be some something else for somebody, you're gonna you're gonna drive yourself crazy, and then it's gonna even be worse when you try and try and try to be this, and they don't even give you the recognition that you wanted or the acceptance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, how? Well, I mean, we answered the question, but it's just like I don't know. It's a real big uh oh stink bug in here. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, it's just like how how can we move forward and bring awareness to this to to a point where people can just be comfortable with themselves, okay. man. Okay. Let me uh go back in, so to speak. Uh so we have yeah, we have the utilitarian model mm-hmm. of uh face work, so to speak, where like in high school we do it as a self-preservation mode, right? The modality is self-preservation mainly. Mm. However, like with society, the self-destroying society that Foucault even talks about with surveillance, right? We talk about Foucault regularly, right? Ooh, even Fanon, right? We have to do it in order to protect ourselves. But eventually, whenever we get to the highest point, we realize no, the people who we're performing to don't care about us. And then what do we do? We dissemble. We can't become the former self that we were before we tried to assimilate. So what do we do? We become a radical, right? I try to assimilate. Or I don't try to assimilate. I try to become your equal, right? And then I realize, oh, my. Oh, my. I'm making it. I'm making it. I'm making it. Boom. I've made it, right? But now I realize, oh, they're still calling me uh, slang or they're still calling me slurs and everything. So what do I do? I realize I haven't become equal. I am trying to be them. I look in the mirror. Oh, no. So, right. So I I felt like I was trying to protect myself. So what do I do? I become a radical, right? I try to become your equal in academics. You still don't accept me. I say negritude movement. I'm not equal to you. I'm better than you simply because I will not perform. I will not assimilate. Black Panthers right? I'm not equal to you. I'm better than you. What happens? Insert other group that tries to fight against the hegemony, right? So in, so the importance of this is that Goffman, even though it seems easy enough to say that we're performing, right? Garfinkel, right? Would, would say otherwise. He would say that role distance is not possible because in a play, you can step away from the role right after the play. To Garfinkel, we have a duty, we have a moral obligation. Once we start the face work, we cannot leave the face, right? Because if we deface ourselves, society won't let us. They'll say we're crazy, right? If I start speaking truth, if I start condemning the government, condemning things about society, what do they say? He's crazy. Throws me into the self-destroying institution, the mental institution, the prison. Mm-hmm. And then it redefines me, my face as a sociological face. I am no longer an individual. Why? Because I didn't stay in line. Mm. Right? I didn't maintain 
my moral obligation. I was not fixed within the routinization. This society tells me I should stay in a place. I do it. But eventually, I don't do it. And then what happens? Oh, he's crazy. Throw him in the institution. Come back out. No longer an individual. I'm changed. I'm staring long time, right? We have what used to be called shell shock, PTSD and CPTSD. We have um, literal people snapping, right? Or even society itself, right? Whenever I'm working a job, I know, right, because we've become such a specialized society, whenever I'm sitting at a desk, an office employee typing up some charts and stuff, it's not boring because people are telling you, oh, just get over it. We all have to do it. That's not the reason it's boring. It's boring because humans weren't designed to be stuck in that kind of routine forever, right? We, we were on the move, right? We're designed. We're distance runners. That's what we do. We were designed to be on the move, ever-changing scenarios, ever-changing stimuli, right? Stimuli. However, whenever we're stuck in that routinization, we fall from the individualism to the group think, so to speak. The herd mentality. Yeah. And then humans are group animals. However, whenever we're stuck into these dutiful performances, we feel an obligation. And then if we, if we think we can't sustain that obligation, we can't tell everyone because we know it'll get us sent away, but we can't continue to perform. So that sort of uh, feedback loop, to say it like a machine, right? Whenever Sonny and iRobot, or if you've actually read Isaac Asimov's iRobot, whenever we have that feedback loop, oh, I, I got to be myself, but I can't, you know, we, we snap. Mm, yeah. So do you think like when people get in these routines and they head into these groups, they form like a hive mind mm. and whoever is the most dominant personality, that's what the mass forms as. Because you, I heard you say earlier in this podcast that uh, when, you, when you're trying to form these masses to appease or please someone and they don't accept you, you can't assimilate back to your normal self. Yeah. You break down and you try to... You form a new self. Yeah, you try to form a new a self. A true self, right? Because that's your new truth. Because the one that you were before you started to put on the facade was, was you, the original you, right? But we're not the same. We... So I often think about this. I am the same person I was when I was 12. I just think further. Right? I think the same as I did when I was 12. But I have more knowledge of experience, more wisdom, some would say. It doesn't make me a different person. It makes me not say everything I would have said when I was 12. Because whenever you're 12, you don't realize a dutiful performance. Yeah, and, and when you're uh, also notice when I hang with my younger cousin, is that the most honest people in the world are children. Because there's nothing expected of them. There's nothing expected of them. They don't know societal uh, cues and norms. Mm. They just know the truth and nothing yeah. but the truth. I have my little cousin. You can ask her anything, and she would tell you the honest truth. Well, yeah. not lie to you. And she doesn't think of it anything yeah. different. But I can promise you when she turns 16 and 15. They're going to force the societal yeah. truth, not the not the truth, the singular truth, right? right? The, the monopolar truth, right? And this also applies to elderly people because they realize, I'm going, why does it matter? I've been performing my whole life. I'm stopping. This is done. Right. I'm not doing this anymore. And they start telling the truth, right? Right. Some of them are, are too stuck in the power dynamic. Now they control the face work. 
Mm-hmm. So then I'm not saying anything, even though I know the truth now, I'm not doing anything. I'm a part of the hegemony. Mm. Right? But, you know, we, we could go on this forever. However, would you like to say some final things? Um, the last thing I just want to say is that we as a people just need to help one another out and guide people to a, a point where they become comfortable with themselves. Just like I said with myself, even though I feel like I have taken off a lot of large mass, I want to help others become comfortable with themselves. Because in life, if you keep performing for someone else and they don't accept it or they don't give you the recognition you deserve, you're going to drive yourself insane. And in defense of humanity, it's also about defending your your mental. And um, just with all that being said, Find comfort within yourself. Stop wearing masks to please people who don't accept you for who you truly are, if they're your so-called friends. And um, that's it for me. Uh, glad to be back. Excellent. On the podcast. Yeah, glad to have you back. Welcome back. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Okay, so final thoughts. You know, we have to, we might have to continue this face work because we have a duty, but. I won't. And if I end up in a home, then you know the reason. Because I don't perform. I never perform. I talk the exact same way to my mother as I do my friends. And uh, it's to everyone. And it's caused a few problems. But yeah, I, I, I refuse to, to perform for others. And I know it'll get me sent away, so to speak, eventually. <laughs> right, yeah. Because- I, I feel the same way. Like, I, I, I'm beginning to be that way, like... I'm very transparent with my my close family members and stuff. I try to just be straight up, straightforward. This is who I am. Accept me. And it has its pro- it has its days where it causes problems, and um, it has good days. But one thing people can't ever say is that I'm not a hundred percent honest with them, and I'm forever. And I'm I'm not someone who changes with the wind. I'm not a a leaf that flows within the wind. I'm I'm solid, you know. So that's a big that's a big step to take for everybody. And I know it's hard because you're gonna feel like you're being judged and people are talking about you. But at the end of the day, if you're comfortable with yourself, it doesn't matter. And I think that's one of the big things to take away. If you didn't listen to anything else, is if you're comfortable with yourself, it doesn't matter what people say. It's because you love yourself and you're comfortable with yourself. And the people that become attracted to that, those are the people you should be around. Absolutely. And speaking of attraction, if you are attracted and you are being your whole self with another person, this is sponsored by Monumental Creative Firm, a photography firm located in North Georgia who does digital design, photography, videography, web design, and they'll help you be your true self online or with your significant other. Wedding photography, vacation photography, family photography, newborn photography. Just let us know. We'll be there. Thank you, Monumental. A picture is worth a thousand words. Why not make it monumental? Indeed. So thank you for joining us in Defense of Humanity. This will go up as soon as possible. This will air at midday, noon on Saturday. This will be an unedited podcast because people feel like just our raw speaking is the best because we're not hiding anything. We're not doing any face work. So we're going to just put it up. Thank you. This is In Defense of Humanity. Goodbye. See ya.